Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the radio show, The Business of Life with Mario Matt. And today we have the special guest from Melbourne. His name is Dave Stokes. How are you, Dave? I'm very well, thanks, Mario. And yourself? You know, I can't complain. I can't complain except being so very wet in Sydney. But I'm, I'm certain somebody manufacturing this rain here. Dave, I don't know. I, I just, I have enough of the rain. So, what's the I was, weather? I was, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna send you some chocolates, but I think I'll just send you some dry, some dry shoes and socks. Yeah, some, some dry. <laughs> <laughs> and a part of this, maybe some umbrellas as well. This, but they a wetsuit, maybe a canoe. Yeah. Yeah, like look, they like we have the custom asking our guests to introduce ourselves to our listeners, and this radio station has a nine hundred thousand listeners, active listeners. So, like Dave, with your own words, please introduce yourself to the listeners of the Business of Life on a live ninety point five. Oh, certainly, certainly, folks. Uh, please, please do. So, I'm a uh, I'm a an audiobook producer, and I have a specific niche of clients, which is uh, people like Mario, who I'm speaking to now, yes. who have written their own books, yes. and they want to turn them into an audiobook. They'd rather not go to a studio, and if they have a decent microphone at home and they want to record their audiobook, then I will help them with the process of the recording, the editing, the production. And then eventually we can publish you out to um, about 15 different outlets around the world, including Amazon Audible and Google Play and all of the uh, uh, Apple Apple Books yes. and all of the places where where audiobooks are sold. So, um, And I've been doing this now. This is my sixth year. Jesus. So how did you come in that field of audiobooks? And you know, it looks so simple, but that doesn't look simple. I, I say from my experience, people can write the books, they can self-published but end of the day we all need professional help but how did you become the, that guy that person to do audiobooks thank you thank you Murray it's, a, it's a, a great question and I've got to give the responsibility to a, a friend of mine her name is Kylie Bartlett and uh, I had just finished when, when I, I was speaking to Kylie and I had just finished a 12-month contract with the uh, with the ANZ bank and I thought to myself, wow, it's the first time I've ever worked for the banks, and I think it's probably going to be the last time I work for the banks. <laughs> so I was a little bit despondent, thinking, yeah. what am I going to do now? Yes. And, and, Kylie, and Kylie looked at me and she said, she said, Dave, you are a drummer. You've recorded bands all of your life, and you have the uh, experience in, in IT and, and software development. Yeah. She said, I reckon there's a place for someone to come in and talk to self-published, self-independently uh, published authors, yes. and help them make their audio books. Oh, and you know, there was only one answer. There was only one way to respond to this to this point. And I, I said, I can't argue with you. Probably, you this can't. Is exactly what, this is exactly what I'm going to do. And I started the next day. So what was it? What was it for you? For the listeners who decide to start own business, you know, obviously you work all your life in corporate world, and then. That's a big change from banking to the audio industry. I mean, like uh, sound industry. Very, yes. very true. Yeah, yeah, good one. It's um, I have worked for a combination of um, of larger organisations and and some smaller ones too. So, for instance, back in the uh, back in the early nineties, I worked for the organisation that was responsible to, for supplying the all of the technology when they went from the chalkboard at the at the stock exchange to electronic share trading so that was we were a small company but during that time we were the we were the sole supplier to the australian stock exchange of this move so during that time a little company which started off with three people yes we grew to i think 25 people in three years 
and we supplied something like um, something like three and a half thousand um, personal computers to the stock exchange as well as all of the uh, the share brokers around around Australia. Yes. So there's been a bit of big small in my career, if you know what I mean. So I, I, I and I love the smaller companies. I mean. There are incredible opportunities if you're in the right place at the right time, and you know you say the right things, of course. Yes. But um, uh, but uh, but as you say, it is still a big leap of faith into your own business. The f- I, I started off with about a year's worth of in- worth of income. Yes. And oh I suggest God. anyone, anyone, anyone who is planning on going out in business themselves is my strongest suggestion. You must have a year's income of net income. In your in your bank because you're going to you know in my case and I think a lot of other people I've spoken to as well in the same situation you will need all of that all of that money to get you up to year two because in year one you're planning you're talking you're building your reputation you're designing your product you have very little time for um, for actually uh, doing an enormous amount of client connection so you're actually building your your product or your service during that time so you need you need to have uh, a, a good good amount of savings behind you to start I think. So that that premise that people, you know, like if I start my business tomorrow, I in a month time I'm gonna be a millionaire, what, what would you tell them? <laughs> well I I think um look people have people have done it, but those stories they come from they come from people like Richard Branson and often Richard Branson you will and I know this is one of your uh, pet subjects too, Mario. Yes. About li- listening, listening too much to the armchair experts. Yes. But when we look, when we look at Richard Branson, Branson's success, uh, he was, he was, he was right place, right time. He had a record store, yes. Virgin Records. It's where the name came from, and it, and they were the only, uh, the Sex Pistols uh, album was banned, in almost across the entire of the UK. He was the only uh, record store that would actually continue to sell their albums, and that was the foundation of Richard's success. So, in some ways, very, very lucky. So, not a lot of it was how fantastic he was as a manager. I mean, obviously, he's trained himself and you know become extremely good at it over yes. the years. But his initial his initial luck came from you know from a, a set of circumstances which you know you could not repeat. You could not you could not train someone to uh, to say look. You know, this this album's going to be banned in all other stores except for you, and you're going to be the only retailer. Yes, it <laughs> you is can't true. Ma- you can't train someone to do that. <laughs> Look, I, I like I'm, I was a victim of my own success, and I truly believed when I was mm-hmm. watching all these videos and all these gurus who told you know all these things is just you just you just wish and it's happening. But in reality, we all know, particularly yourself, because you run your own business. And you are you are correct. You know, either either way, you're gonna have the sum saving at least for the year or two years, and yeah. uh, that's at least um, you know disappointment in you. But you know, in my case, I didn't have nothing, so you know, it was it was a struggle. It was a real struggle. So yeah, yeah. I like to I like to interview people like yourself who uh, speak honestly and people who uh, knows how the business to be run. And Richard Branson, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's easy to share the news and the experience and, you know, give the tips when is everything okay, when it's pink and rosy. But yeah. you will take it, you know, you will, you will agree with me two years ago yeah. when the COVID started, Richard Branson was amongst the first one to seek money from the from the shareholders and, yeah. and public and everybody else. And then I was questioning, isn't this guy who's selling me every day how, how great things they are and he's the greatest? So they put yeah. a shadow of the doubt on my mind. So they... What was your biggest fear when you started your business? What was your biggest fear? Uh, uh, I think 
I think the, I think the biggest fear, and, and probably probably it, it has not, uh, this fear has not completely disappeared. It's still in the back of my mind. But, but early, I think, forefront in your mind is that you realise that there's a very simple equation that um, if you're if you're having to you know spend a few thousand dollars a month on rent or paying a mortgage, yes, that uh, that the money that the, the bank the bank is not going to hear a story from you which says uh, which says look you know I had a fairly bad month this week I'm you know I'm building I'm building a new business and things haven't been great for this month but I'll have the mortgage for you next month. Yes. And then, then at the other end of the line, on the on, you know, on the phone to the bank, there's there's dead silence. <laughs> oh yeah, that's look. The bank, bank doesn't have the mercy. <laughs> Good luck to you with your business, yeah. but you know, it would be nice if you are, you know, if you can pay the mortgage. That's a, that's a reality. That's a reality what most people forgetting, and that's reason yeah. why I like what you said. If you prepare to go into business, you know, make yourself the good cushion instead of just being the guy yeah. who is, uh, you know, I, I I'm successful. Yeah. And look, we can see David, like pretty sure you can see people come to you and yeah, talk yeah, to you all these yeah. things. Uh, so that fear that's, that's, is real, yeah. That's true, Barry. And I think uh, to extend the answer a little bit, um, it's it's uh, what what that for me translates into is that is it's just income and it, it, income and outgoings. You you want to make sure that you're doing enough so that you've got enough in your income to cover your outgoing. So I think there's always that background. It's like a fear. I think, yeah, I think it's fair enough to call it a, a fear, a concern, but it drives you to action. And so yeah. the drive to action is that I must be looking for new clients all the time because even though I may have a, a couple of good clients at, at the moment, yes. um, it might be another five years before they write another book. Yes. So it's not like you, you make the client and then you have, you know, like in a supply business where you know, I'm not supplying people with um, with Maltesers. Yes. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> the, the, yeah. The begin, middle, and end. Yes. And so and so, lots of irons in the fire all the time to be um, looking for new business, looking at opportunities, and doing that through you know collaboration, communication, and um, and making sure that you're talking to as many people as you as you can. And then that that that, that of itself is is a beautiful thing to activities to pursue yes. because it helps relieve that fear because it will give you know hope and promise to what happens tomorrow and what's going to happen in the next few weeks and of course that's where your new business comes from yeah. some of your new business is going to come from all of those contacts and uh, and repeat business is great now that it's it's year six um there is repeat business coming through which is very gratifying i'm you know I show great gratitude for my clients who you know, come come back to me when they've written another book or they want a different service or um, or we've done a book together and they're interested in me helping helping them with their podcast those sorts of things. So it's I think it's a the relationship side is very very important and that helps you um, helps you sleep at night and it, yes. uh, and it stops those uncomfortable conversations with the with the bank. <laughs> 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 Look, I you know on a personal note, I know that feeling, and you know there was a there was a there was a days when I was literally hiding myself in you know the, but doesn't matter what you do, they find you, and you know eventually to face them, and you don't know what to say. So uncertainty it is the our our curse uh, when you run the business. Yeah. So Dave, I know you don't write in books, but you mm-hmm. work with the people on their books to become audio books. So if I can ask you a general question, if somebody say. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes to you and says, Dave, I want to write a book. Would you, would you say, would you encourage someone to write a book? And what your advice would be if somebody decides to write a book, what they should do or what, how they behave or 
think, act? Yeah, interesting, in, interesting call, Mario, and it's something which is a little, a little bit outside my experience. But as time has, but that's a sell, like, I mean, like you know, when you be, yeah, we'll come yeah. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. That, that I, I, uh, a lot of my business again, um, gratitude again to those um, to those publishing companies that I that I speak to because a lot of my work will come through um, people who project manage or or help people through the process of writing writing their books. So they're a, a key source of source of business for me because the next logical step once you finish the print book and the ebook yeah. is um, we can make it into a, an audio book. But what I what I have learned I think is that. The authors who the, the authors who are authentic and tell a story which is important and meaningful to them. Yeah. So there are there are some authors who have written books which is just yeah. I want to show myself as the expert in this area and it's all about profile and my ego. Yeah. Oftentimes those books, unless the person unless we see the inside of the person, how they tick, what's in their heart. Yeah. Um, what's in their mind? What 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 is the story that that gives you the great passion for what you're what you're writing about? I think that's the first thing to do. Is, is uh, like I myself, I would love to write a book one day, but I don't think I've come up with that that you know that passionate uh, passionate storyline, which is which yes. is going to be you know in, involve the reader, but also make the reader feel and say, oh yeah, I felt like that as well, or I felt just like that when I was doing this. Yeah. So, uh, to me, that's the. I think that's probably. If you're going to start to, if you're going to start a book, then it's got to be something you are, you know, incredibly passionate about. Because, as you know yourself, Mario, from your own writing experience, you're going to have to get up and spend, you know, at least an hour a day, really, for the yes, next six months. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you go and, back and forth. It's never, it's never a finished story. But that, that is very true. Yeah. People believe that, but you know, writing a book, it's easy. Perhaps it's an easy part, but. Uh, from our experience with my publisher she was going back and forwards for three months i don't understand yeah. this what do you mean by this you know why would why would you say this and you know it takes a time but then so now we finished writing the book and it's published why would somebody comes to you and say i need an audiobook why somebody needs an audiobook there another great question mario and in fact there are two questions that when i'm speaking to someone uh, in the early stages of our rela- relationship, yes. um, that that is my first question: is what what do you want an audio book for? And often there's a pause on the other end of the line. <laughs> the person the person's thinking they're thinking. I just rang this guy and I said I want an audio book, and he's asking me why. I mean, like what's going on here? Does this guy, is this guy selling selling something, or does he want to go out of business? Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> so, but, I, but I always ask. So the reason, the reason yeah. I ask is because I really want to know. I want to understand why. What, what is the, what is the why of the audio book? And ninety percent of the time, Mario, the answer is because my readership have asked me for an audio version. And there are many people who say I won't. I'm, I'm not a reader. I only have time to listen in the car or walking the dog, or yes. or you know whatever the case may be. So 90% of the time, people want an audio book because their readership are asking them for one. It's not often their own decision alone. Yeah, there, there is a market. They've already established that there is a market for what they want to do, and of course that gives me a great deal of comfort as well because. Um, it's 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 important when you begin the audio book uh, process that you understand about 
marketing and promoting yourself, your book, your profile, all those sorts of things are important. And businesses that do the research beforehand yes. uh, always, always succeed more often than those that don't. Ah, okay. So, Dave, yeah, so like when, when it comes to with a with book, how do you decide what needs to be done that our audio book sounds like it was written because it's like you know it's some books are have emotion some books are yeah. technical books some 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 simply like you know, just story but how do you know what to make the merge of the voice with the book content yeah very good very good again uh, you've got fantastic questions mario or oh, each one of them is good <laughs> Thank good you. question you're <laughs> making me think my friend <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to have uh, uh, easier questions for you next time. Uh, uh, yeah, no, please, yes. good. no, it's good. It's good. I'm just, I'm just teasing you while I, I think know, about then, my I know. <laughs> I love to have you on my show. Yeah. So how do, how do you know what? what like, obviously, you need to read a book, obviously. And there's some books, you know, that they tick all boxes with you, or some books, obviously mm, not. Mm. But how do you know what what marriage between the voices? How you translate a book yeah. into the audio? Yeah. I mean, like. I like I love the, I love the question, Mario. And in fact, um, let me begin to answer the question by saying that there's a, a a technique that some writers use when instead of sitting down at the laptop and typing in chapter one and then just <laughs> go and you start and you start writing. Yes. There's this te- technique that I've heard that um, that authors use, and what they do is instead of doing it that way, what they would do is they take a, a notepad and a pen. And they will write down, you know, the rough idea of what the title of the book is going to be, yeah. and then and then write down ten the idea you're going to talk about, the central idea for the book, yeah. and then you break it down into ten um, topics. Oh, okay. And then what you do is, with you start at topic number one, you press, you open a voice recorder on your mobile phone. That's what I'm doing. And yes. you and you just talk about as much as you can think of saying about this particular topic. Yeah. So you might you might record an hour's worth of what sounds like blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then what you do is you take that you take that and you get it transcribed so it's all in words, and then you sit down at the computer. That's when you sit down at the computer and you edit a whole bunch of ideas that you that you've already explained. Yes. This is much far. This is much better in my mind than the um than the uh you know start from scratch and you know write it all from a blank page yes now coming around to the answer to your question is that what happens with that mario is when people speak into the mobile phone it is in a conversational manner they it's a storytelling um methodology that they use to tell the story yes so when you come to edit that work you don't lose the 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 conversational aspect of the story and that comes through into the book and if it's come through into the book then when you sit down to read it as your audio book yeah. then it sounds like you're telling a person a story uh, across from you at a dinner party yeah yes so that's the that's that's my the books that are written in that way um seem to be the best ones very conversational because the heart comes through the emotion comes through and you you know if you're a good storyteller then you know well if you're not a good storyteller you've got to wonder why you're writing a book yeah. but if you're a good good storyteller then that will all come through in the in the audio book itself there's a few little things to change also sometimes people have diagrams and lists and uh, uh, pictures and all sorts of you know graphics and things in their books 
Uh, often what we do there is we say, look, buy the audio book, but also buy the um, e-book. Oh. And in the audio in the audio book, we will say, and on page 426, have a look at this, um, have a look at this, uh, this diagram that I've explained to you, but it's probably easy to look at it. So just pause the audio book for a minute, go to the e-book, find it, have a look, and then play again, continue with the audio book. Ah, okay. You like that trick? Yeah, that's very interesting, actually. <laughs> that's very... So then you get the, you get the, because some, 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 uh, like a list, can you imagine, um, for example, from, uh, from your book, for example, yes. if, if Mario was to, if Mario was talking about, um, talking about his school reports and he had a list of all the subjects you had studied and the marks you got for each subject, you know, yes. for, for your, for your school career, yes. it would be this big long list and people would go to sleep listening to you say this on the audio. Yes, that's... No matter how good your marks were, my friend. <laughs> You're good, Dave. So, Dave, before we before we wind up, uh, we're sure. already twenty five minutes into the show. So, Dave, uh, how are you helping the clients? What what is your services you offering to the book writers, or maybe something beyond this? Yeah, I understand, Mario. Look, um, I, I think the main the, the the key things that 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 my service does is, and the most important one, I think, is the first one. The the first one is to help people make sure they have got some good equipment. Uh -huh. Now, good recording equipment now, for $200, you can get a superb studio quality microphone. So yeah. always start with that one. Yeah. And then the next thing is we get on Zoom together and I listen to where they're recording, if there's any echo, make sure the person's the right distance from the microphone, their style of narration, that sort of thing. Often people need a little bit of encouragement to you know come out of their shell. Yeah. Then, then the next stage for me, once the author has finished the recording, I will then um, do the editing, so fix up any mistakes, yes. uh, change the timing, that sort of thing. Then we make sure that all of the sound is going to be accepted by the audio publishers. Yeah. Then we go to the publication stage, and within a couple of weeks, you are going to be, you're going to have your audio book um, published across all of the major outlets. Yeah. So it's a very quick process compared to writing the book, which as you know from your experience, you know it can take it can take more than a year or your years. Yeah. The audio book process is very very short. So that's 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 basically what I do for um, that's what I do for for my independent authors. Yeah. So Dave, if somebody want to talk to you and uh, you know ask for your services, how they can find you? I think the best. I, I love email, um, Mario. So I think for me it's Dave at author2audio.com and that's the number two not the word two yeah. so dave at author2audio.com i think is probably my preferred method yes um or they can come to my website at uh, author2audio.com and um, i mean i could probably tell you that my, my twitter handle my instagram handle my linkedin but I, we haven't got time for that have we no, we don't. No, we can. We can please say please please share with our listeners there please share what's the, what's your oh, social media handles well, it's very, it's very, it's very. Uh, actually, I was, I was being facetious, Mary. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not very good on social media. I love, I love my LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll find, and you look up Dave Stokes in LinkedIn, and you, Dave Stokes and audio. If you just type that into LinkedIn, you'll find me. I can personally say that Dave, Dave Stokes is a truly amazing human. Um, he does an amazing job. He's always available oh. to work with you. No, it is. It's true. Like you know, that's uh, my personal because. I use the David and I was going to use their services, particularly with my, with my, with my book, my audio book and the podcast. 
But Dave, you know, thank you very much for being our guest today. Uh, really appreciate for finding time on this rainy day in Sydney and how's Melbourne. And thank well, you for sharing with us. It's sunny. It's not a cloud in the sky in Melbourne, Murray. I'm sorry to it. I'm oh, sorry. Okay, to okay. This, this interview is going to be broadcast <laughs> next year then. <laughs> Dave, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, uh, for being with us today all listeners please come on our website to live905.com.au under the business of life there's an interview with dave and you're gonna be glad you tuned this one thank you so much Marion. thank you very much for your time as well